Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Adam Feichman. Adam Feichman is the old man of the office who has been coding, designing, and shooting video longer than most of us have been alive. In his past life, he wrote the software allowing for videos to be sent from the internet to cell phones. When not teaching clients about throughput, measuring conversions, and how to use the web to increase the bottom line, he spends his time with his two sons, newborn Ezra and toddler Eden, in his garden pretending to be a gardener. Good afternoon, Adam. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. It's, uh, it's my pleasure being here. Well, this is awesome. Again, I get to talk to an entrepreneur, which I do a lot of tech entrepreneurs, tech startups. More importantly, you're from the Kansas City area and that's where I'm based. So that's exciting. I've done podcasts all around the world. So thanks for jumping on. I do appreciate it. Yeah, man. You bet. Adam, you've had an amazing career. You know, started out as a software designer and an entrepreneur for many years. Could you share with our audience what really drives you? You know, that's a... Um... I think that's a it's a moving answer so you know like you kind of alluded to i came backwards into this you know i grew up spending most of my time down um in the urban core here in the inner city and you know most of the the mentality is you know you're going to make a bunch of money and, and you're going to get out and you're going to be happy and you know i realized at 22 a couple hundred million dollars doesn't really bring that happiness you know you, you um you know, your parent passes away, you could have won the lottery that day, you're not happy. And so I had this deeper search for what I was feeling. And I finally came on to purpose. And there's a term in, in Japanese, it's called ikigai. And it's basically what you're good at, what the world needs, what you can be paid for, and all these things overlapping into purpose. And I guess for me, it was, I've been constantly interested in everything. So for me, I think it's just been trying to chase that purpose and realizing when I had kids, that changes. That's my drive. So really, the, the answer to that question is it's my purpose. That's what really drives me is, is chasing my purpose in life. I appreciate you sharing that. I've had a very similar comments or sentiments shared by other entrepreneurs that have truly found their why, and that's when mm-hmm. life changed for them. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that's a great it. way to put it, finding your why. I haven't heard that before, and I really like that. I'm definitely going to use that. Yeah, awesome. That's great. So Adam, as you know, everybody globally has to make major shifts to adapt to this new normal during the pandemic. Could you share with us what you're doing to adjust and stay relevant in this economy? Hmm, that's, you know, these are, these are good questions. So, and I feel like I've got bad answers. You know, I, honestly, nothing. For me, I've always been really good at kind of hedging, you know, what I was kind of alluding to, I I have a ton of different interests. And I think it's the same thing through business is that it's tempting to find and want to take when times are good to dive in and be greedy. And so for me, what I've been when I've been really good at in the beginning for our company is I'm going to, you know, I may have five people in the same industry coming after me, but I'm going to turn one of them down to take on something new, to take on something different. And I think largely that's played, you know, out of the thousand clients we have diversified in, in a year's worth of billables, there's not one vertical that represents more than 10% of my income. And that's even a stretch. There's maybe one. So we've really diversified well over the years. And I think it's played us well through the pandemic. I mean, we've grown employee-wise 25% really since lockdown. And I think it's just because, you know, again, every industry, even through depressions and recessions and lockdowns and non-lockdowns, there's always the industries that succeed and there's always going to be industries that fail. And so I think having a nice diverse portfolio has really helped us to not miss a beat. And I'm taking a lot more time reading on how to be good on Zoom. There you, there you go, right? Zoom etiquette. No, I appreciate you sharing that. That's awesome. I think that's something that people need to listen to. I think that's some good insight, having that diversification, you know, as many business owners do talk about, but thank you. Not overreacting. I think that's another big one that we saw, you know, yeah. 
so many people like, oh, you got to spend a ton of money on marketing right now. And some people are like, spend zero. And I'm like, you know what? The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Adam, are there any new emerging technologies that you might be leveraging now within your uh, company? I know the tech stack changes in the DevOps world from time to time, right? Or maybe there's a really cool app that you're using right now. Anything you care to share with our audience? I mean, you know what, the, the low hanging stuff, obviously Zoom, Zoom and Teams and uh, Skype and, and Google Hangouts, you know, they've really allowed us to make the transition. I mean, as a digital agency, you know, I've been very anti remote work. And for I think largely for a good reason, you know, which we can we can talk about later. We've got same revenue, we're just a little less profitable time allocations different. One of the exciting ones, I guess, for me on the design side is Figma. So, you know, over the last few years as a web designer, my design department especially has gone from Photoshop and, and largely running there to then Sketch. And then moving recently into Figma and our prototyping review process, it's been a, it's interesting transition, but it's been a very welcomed one that I know everybody at the company has really enjoyed. So for you designers out there, Figma has been, um, it's been pretty awesome. Some of the other cool stuff that we end up using is... Um, well, you know, the dev flow is a little different. We're still pretty traditional. I mean, you know, we're, we're a lamp shop for the most part. So we stay pretty consistent with old technology there. Yeah, I'd say Figma is probably my favorite little find for sure. No, I appreciate that. And I know uh, my guess is Figma is fairly competitive as far as capabilities with Photoshop, right? But I'm, my guess is it's much cheaper, right? Well, you know, what's cool is it actually limits design to be, so, you know, Photoshop, if I was going to, they're finally getting to where we not have Swiss army knives anymore. So long Photoshop was that Swiss army knife. Look, if you needed to add a mustache onto somebody for their birthday party, that's the right tool. If you needed to make a logo, that was probably that or, you know, um, illustrator, that's the tool. But finally, now we've, we're starting to see enough pushes in our industry that we're finally developing specific tools. So for web, it, it helps us to design things that are easy to develop in that flow, makes the workflow easier, outputting dev worksheets. It's been a nice change for us that we finally have some tools built for our industry. And that's never really happened. You know, we've been using Swiss Army knives for a really long time. That's a good analogy. I appreciate you sharing that. So Adam, can you share, this is the big question everybody wants to know about Adam. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career, either in the tech space or even entrepreneurship? Fail forward. One of the best lessons and one of my best mentors was my father. He's um, absolutely just an incredible human being. And I was so self-conscious. You know, I was a kid with learning disabilities and had an IEP and a 504. I really struggled through life and I had a really low self-image. And, and I still struggle with my own mental health. I think largely most of us do. And so one of the things that he told me is he said, look, Adam, in baseball, if you go up to the plate three out of 10 times and you hit the ball, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Not only that, maybe if you hit it a few times just when it's needed, that's what you'll be remembered for forever. And for me, I'd say I still probably run that number. I fail probably 70% of the time. I just have a really short memory on my failures. And I get up, I pick myself back up, and I say, I got another time at the plate. And that's what I mean by failing forward is it's just this perpetually trying to limit my failures. Obviously, I don't, I don't want to try, but I'm not afraid to try and get out there and fail and accept failure, realize that I've failed, admit it to myself, admit it to others, and then move on. I think that's something that most people see me as is thankfully, I, you know, I've been fortunate luck and hard work to having a lot of success, both financially, family, all, the, all around, but it's compromised of mostly failing. And I think I'm really proud of that. Just don't take, don't take it to heart. 
Well, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, failing is ultimately the key to success. And I appreciate your insight and your experiences in life to share with my global audience. And so thank you. And Adam, last thing is, I just want to thank you very kindly. It was a pleasure having you on my show today. I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thanks, Amy. Thank you for having me. I look forward to coming back. Bye for now. Oh,